Welcome to the Mint Goldust Podcast. My name is Peter Spiracino, and today we're talking to an artist whose artistic conception is second to none, Giant Swan. Giant Swan is a virtual reality artist based in Melbourne, Australia. And for those who haven't seen Giant Swan's work, please just stop listening to this podcast and go check it out on Instagram immediately. Giant Swan uses cutting-edge technology paired with a fully developed conception of all the possibilities available with the most modern of art tools, and he uses these combined in innovative methods that yield absolutely incredible results. On a side note, scheduling this interview really gave new emphasis to Decentralized, as Giant Swan is located in Melbourne, our head curator Eleanor Brizzi is in Milan, and I'm in New York which meant it was 10 p.m., 2 p.m., and 8 a.m. respectively when we recorded this interview. Hello, everyone. Uh, very happy today to have Giants One here with us for this podcast. Um, real deal today. So let's just uh, start. Giants One, hello. Hello. And um, so um, I know you very well, uh, but I will still, I, I think that uh, Mingle Dust community really deserves to uh, know about you and your practice and what you do and your amazing art. Uh, let's just start with a label, which I know that you don't like uh, that much. Uh, so you are a VR artist. Um, what does it mean in these days to be a VR artist? Um, yeah, so VR art is, uh, an emerging digital medium of art, uh, to be a VR artist is different from one artist to another in a lot of ways. For some people, it is a path for creative tools that they use to create art that then reaches into all sorts of mediums. And for other people, it could mean that they make work that exists in virtual reality only. And, um, you know, that would, that, and that qualifies to be a VR artist. It's, it's, a, it's a medium at the moment that is uh, so emergent and rapidly changing that things that we thought we could do a few years ago, uh, we, we only dreamed of achieving what we can now. Um, and, and it's constantly and rapidly evolving. Um, for me personally, VR, is everything it's the tools it's uh the pathway that i connect with my audience the best um and yeah i use uh every part of the technology as much as i can to create uh organic um, input with my body so it's uh, a matter of wearing a headset being in an empty room and then filling it with movement Fantastic. And I hope that everyone can see a video of him uh, creating art. So, um, yes, your artistic process is fascinating. Uh, again, for my personal luck and honor, I know it pretty well. Uh, but if you can just tell us how you are a painter, a sculptor and a dancer even, and then you will tell us why. Um, and also like, what is your relationship with music and, um, what, you know, what is, what it's doing, uh, for you and for your art? Sure. So, um, well, it's, you know, I start with something like this on my head. I, um, 
I put it on. It's a headset. It's a headset. Yeah. Yeah. It could be be whatever you call. Yeah. We're not wait because we're not going to have video. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a, a headset and, um, I put it on and I empty, uh, I'm in an empty room. And from that point on, uh, all of my movement can be recorded to make shapes and colors. I use uh, music, especially to create a sort of uh, baseline for me to tap into. And it kind of regulates my movement within this space over an extended period of time. Um, Everybody has some sort of relationship to music. I'm no different from everyone else in that aspect. Um, You know, some music we listen to uh, makes us happy, some makes us sad, and that affects how your body language as well. Uh, And I see that come through in the works that I create, and I use that to my uh, uh, advantage as much as I can. Um, At a point, this big empty room will be filled with shapes and people people turn into where are they create the place Um, there are infinite possibilities to create perspective as well Um, you know we understand a room where you walk into it there's a ground and a roof and an outside but in virtual reality those um, those those rules are not applicable maybe the room that you fill up yeah, maybe there is no floor or there is no roof. Um, you can really explore in every direction in that aspect. Yeah, and also um, your whole adventure started with uh, music, because of music somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like uh, it wasn't that long ago that I was just a, a normal person doing <laughs> a, a corporate job. I was uh, managing logistics for a company that sells horse products. And uh, one day I come home from a a gig in Melbourne and I'm really excited. I've just seen my favorite band and uh, I get home and I I just draw their album art in VR and and put it on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and for a few months there, I think it it had like a hundred views or something. But one of those views was from one of the band members and it was the lucky one <laughs> a few yeah it was the lucky one because a few months later they called me up and invited me to uh, participate in doing their uh, their background visuals for australia's biggest uh festival that happens over new year's eve it was so massive. which band was this so people can find find oh it. sure yeah so it's uh, a band called the smith street band they're uh an australian kind of uh, garage punk band they make really anthemic uh, music where you go to these shows and you're just singing along with heaps of heaps of people. Uh, a lot of energy, really, really, really cool <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, the boys brought me into into their world and kind of. I mean, it's not every day that someone you're listening to on the car on the way to uh, to work uh, calls you up the next day and um invites you out to do what you are passionate about so that was uh that was really life tapping me on the shoulder and it kind of set me off and um been on the journey ever since that's very cool and um so yeah so you um started um to make art uh before 
getting into the crypto art space? Because you are one of the first uh, artists who have been in the crypto art space. And I mean, we all know that your uh, contribution is key to the space. Uh, but how, first of all, how did it happen for you, the first approach with crypto art? And how, I mean, did anything change for you also in terms of um, art practice since you were already doing that with your technology and then uh, blockchain came how how did this happen yeah so uh a few things uh probably had to go right and a few things had to go wrong um it wasn't long until i left that old job uh <laughs> in search of more and more work which i had uh, opportunities uh on the table uh to kind of give me the confidence to leave that job When I did, I quickly discovered that uh, it was really hard to get paid. And I realized that I was making VR art, but no one could see what my work looked like. So a key pillar uh, that would, uh, it, it informs every decision, even that I make these days, uh, is how can people experience what I have to offer? Um, yeah. So on that journey of always answering those questions, I've kind of branched into still work. I've branched into video uh, with what language I've just kind of grown depending on where I can post that. You know, um, early on, uh, places like social media only support a minute's worth of footage. So I would do my best to make a minute of awesome footage. Uh, and I tapped into communities of of lo-fi artists um, making really cool beats and stuff and and making work with them. Um, but eventually, you know, I needed help and I was looking for residencies. I ended up in a artist residency here in Melbourne that's, it, it put me in the deep end with um, maybe 30 other freelancers from all walks of life at, at, at all different uh, points of their careers as well. And two of those people were blockchain developers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we kind of, uh, the discussion was there from day one. We had so many meetings in early 2019 about how um, this, this technology was going to really fit into what I had to offer in a way that I could get my art into other people's hands. And it's something that I was thinking about for that whole year. Um, I didn't have the foresight to jump in straight away with those with those conversations. And my goodness, <laughs> I'm sure we all regret when uh, when we missed the boat on something super duper early. Um, but uh, yeah, well, by the when, end of 2019, was I was there. This oh, was uh, that, that would have been yeah. But but those early conversations were in February, so. Um, when I saw, I, I remember looking at X copies moving around for, for a few <laughs> dollars and thinking, I work way too hard for this. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but so do, I you kind think, of though, do you think though, that crypto art helps you though to show your work? Because, I mean, I think that this problem for VR, uh, again, for what that means, but for your um, art, there's still this problem of like, it's, it's difficult to, I mean, not to show it, to let people experience what it really is. I don't, I don't like, how do you think that crypto art helps you in that? Isn't it just screenshots or videos that you take of it? 
I mean, is that, is that enough what crypto art does I, for your art? I'd hope not. I think uh, <laughs> my experience. So I, oh yeah, you're right. Well, as you can say, if, if someone wants to experience your art and it's fully developed a hundred percent, just as you saw it, that, how do they do that? Um, so I've been holding out, you know, um, my work exists in this space, in this manner. And for the longest time, I've been holding back on opportunities to do it the right way, to give people the ability to do that the way I see it. Um, and on that journey, alongside of like the developing crypto art land, um, I've kind of discovered that 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 daydream that I've always pursued, even before I left my job, I realized it could be so much more than that now. Uh, the crypto art space has empowered me to do more of what's true to my my ideas and my my art than it has influenced me to behave another way that's that's kind of divergent from me. So to get a hold of my VR art right now, if you own one of my works and you ask me to see it in VR, you know, I of course facilitate that. But uh, in terms of big release and inter uh, intended uh, vision and all that stuff, um, I've been working on something really special. Uh, the promise of of being able to visit my world and have your own experience is it's so hard to describe just how mm -hmm. amazing it is right now. It is like some of the stuff we've made is just, it's insane. Um, it's going to be more than just my work. When you, when you experience the VR works, they will, you'll come out and you'll have your own story to tell, not just mine. Um, and, and that's taken me a lot of time to get to there. Yeah, well, probably like a few months away. Yeah, that's very so is, cool. That sounds like, is that a collaboration with other artists and disciplines as well? When you say there's, or is that what you're talking oh. about? That's all you. Oh, yeah. Like, um, you know, like you see uh, visual artists do it all the time. They decide to be a coder um, and they make really plain stuff because they're on a really early part of that journey, but they're pushing to get that out there. Um, right. I instead brought in one of my really good friends. He's a video game designer from a whole other world and other industry. Um, just like I am with, with the, uh, the tools I use. And, um, yeah, he's been helping, um, uh, move the coding side of things along, uh, in a, in a really collaborative and, and kind of organic way. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I obviously am excited to see that. We have been, we even like, uh, me and Giants One, we even had a talk uh, a few months ago and it was about like um, how uh, the audience and the viewers are involved in an art piece. Uh, I think that I mentioned this in another podcast. I, I want to, like I was mentioning you in yeah. another podcast. Um, but I mean, I've asked that question because I'm always very, uh, I'm not angry, but I'm always very sorry that, you know, when it comes to your art, it's like, you can, you, it's never enough. Like there's always much more to that, 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 that what we see, it doesn't matter if it's crypto space or like uh, social media, which of course you had more chances to show it, but 
there really is more and even not getting to the point where you go into this space and you come out with your own story we weren't even able i mean as long as you know like you have one of those shows that you had where people can just uh wear the headset and they go inside i'm always like i feel that i'm always missing a big part even of your own story because like i see right like just a part of of the work but i i guess it's a it's a a problem or like a peculiarity of uh the vr space so i really hope that very soon we will have tools uh at least that will make it easier do you think um do you think that we are developing uh in that sense like that it will be easier to experience uh this super cutting edge art which i don't see any more cutting edge than than this around um it wasn't that long ago that having your own vr heads uh set up would cost you thousands of dollars you'd need a really powerful computer you'd need the right vr kit uh right now for i think it's like 500 us dollars you can get a headset that works um the technology is more accessible already uh than it ever has been um and yeah like sure it's a barrier to entry but um so are eyeballs you know like if you don't have eyeballs uh -huh. you can't see art um <laughs> some works i think if you don't have a vr headset you're just not going to see it so um but that's not to discredit everything else i do and like i spend a lot of time studying and and getting better at video work and still work. I think there's a um, crypto art, you know, like maybe I haven't fulfilled uh, the, the work that people are gonna remember what I have to offer for. Like they might, um, you know, it'll always be the VR stuff once that kind of cracks into the world. Um, but the, the crypto art space through its restrictions has forced me to creatively grow more than I could have ever asked for. Um, it's, it's, it's why I'm talking to you guys right now, you know, like it, it kind of forced me to grow in, in ways that I'd never expected. So when you say creative restrictions, what do you mean specifically as well, far as uh, that forced you to adapt? Yeah. If you go to a certain platform, um, uh, there's a, the, I mean, there's a file limit. So that file limit hmm. means oh. you can only make a video for so long, you know, or at a certain quality, um, for a long time, we didn't even have video. So we had images and GIFs. So uh, with GIFs, there's a finite amount of colors that you can use. Um, and with image, then, you know, like you're stripping, uh, you're going further back as well. So um, right. pro progression through the scene in that sense, uh, you know, the, like those are just uh, the parameters that that'll guide you to, to create certain types of stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, but uh, no, I agree when you say that, um, I mean, you're right, that you have the possibility. Uh, it's true that even we, the works that you present, it is your uh, take, like your photographs and when you, like your video works, it really is like your experience in the space. So yes, it is. It is very like it. It has a very personal um, take already. But um, besides the uh, technical uh, aspects here, because otherwise, um, 
you know, like I feel that we didn't uh, give justice to your creations, which are amazing. So every time that he shows me uh, the last work, I feel like I am like the artist, like it's always my favorite, which I think that it's a very positive reaction or like, okay, this is my favorite. And then after two days, he shows me another I'm like, okay, this one is my favorite. So it, it really is like, it's beautiful. Uh, would, uh, would you be able or it's impossible for you to describe like what are your favorite themes for your art pieces, where the inspiration comes from in terms of like topics? What do you paint or sculpt? Uh, what is what is your aesthetic? Um, yeah, I, I, my artistic or my visual language kind of uh, what it is now is uh, you know it's complicated, it's it's messy and and it's <laughs> everywhere and it's and it's refined at the same time. Um, it's very loose and abstract, but it's also incredibly intimate and uh, relatable. And I think that's largely because in this uh, particular moment in time, uh, I've had, I'm lucky to have an audience that give me feedback. And, um, and, and some, a lot, lots of people just connect with me and, and share uh, what they see in my work and how that relates to, to them. And um, you know, some people write me beautiful letters where I learn about how, um, they're connecting certain memories and, and healing and, and, and all these uh, beautiful moments, you know. Um, I've been lucky to, to have people in the flesh try my VR work and uh, people that are disabled and, and can't communicate with me if I try to then uh, have an interpreter read uh, what he's, he's saying with his hands shaking around, um, describing what he was looking at, you know, like all of these... Uh, uh, these opportunities to connect with people has helped me grow to to create art that is about um, people, um, beautiful people. That there's always a, a flaw or a conflicting, um, um, a conflicting and contrasting uh, aspects to it. Um, when I'm describing it to people, I try to say, uh, I try to welcome people in with like beautiful aesthetics with a big hug. Uh, but mm -hmm. then as they get closer, I slap them. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's something that I, I really love doing. I love bringing people in with these, uh, um, really pleasing, uh, like, like circular shapes and, and things like that. And then, um, and then showing them, Hey man, this is actually body horror. Uh, this person's inside out, you know, like, um, I think You're it's tweaking really us. Fun. Yeah, I think it's really fun. And it, uh, I think anybody can have a moment of confliction when they look at art like that. So I just, I make it because I like it. Very beautiful. And you are experimenting with like, he, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> he is experimenting with materials uh, inside the, the virtual world. Like lately, I believe that you are experimenting with this, what I, what I call, I mean, to me, it looks like coral, you know, like uh, mm. stones, uh, translucent coral. Um, how are you having fun with different, I mean, you play a lot with light because I see that like in, uh, during the production, um, no, it's the post-production, right? It's where you will, let's say, you will give us your take on the world that yourself produced. You play a lot with light, meaning that like, 
uh, based on when you place light, uh, things change a lot. And you also play with these materials uh, for how I mean, digital they are, but they look very different. How are you having fun with this uh, techniques or just things that you do? Yeah, so um, VR art, you know, like I'm creating sculptures with all, all that movement. It's a lot of noise. It's a lot of geometry. Um, and that geometry in a post-processing setting is incredibly dense. And it, and it could be achieved with uh, like texturing through traditional workflows and, and stuff like that. But because it's like a, a phys physical geometry within these settings, uh, light plays with my work really well. Uh, it's an opportunity to cast interesting shadow and um, really physical um, physical lighting system that that kind of uh, illuminates it and makes you question whether something's real or not. It's very easy to achieve that with uh, the style of sculpting that I do. Um, with the colors, um, I'm a very big believer in less is more. And, you know, with what I've just explained about my geometry being so much, um, I feel that uh, less is more with my colors. So I try to use bright and, and vibrant and welcoming colors, but I also try to taper that, uh, that detail down so that the, uh, the colors kind of, um, you soak them in with your peripheral before you look at the actual picture. Um, but they, you know, they give you access. It's, it's a way in, uh, that translucency. I mean, that's just, I love it. Oh, it's, uh, it's an interesting and um, it's not an it's not a normal reality thing to have a lot of translucent um, material around you. You know, um, it's quite wasteful to use plastic like that. So we try not to in the real world. Um, but yeah, uh, playing with all that kind of that's how you get the otherworldly feel sometimes, I think. Yeah. And how and what about the music part? Since we said that it's so important for you, like, do you usually have other art that like you are collaborating with uh, musician, uh, music producers or sometimes you create it yourself? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, um, just like everything else that crypto art empowers in, in, in my artistic endeavors, um, you know, the I understand my work from a sound perspective. I've uh, everyone I collaborate with on a sound level, it's always very easy. Um, and I've learned from all those collaborators uh, how to describe what I'm trying to make. So eventually I learned, well, if I know how to describe it to someone else to make, that means I know how to ask YouTube and, and teach myself how to do that uh -huh. too. Um, like you would know Eleonora, like, um, I'm always looking for things to learn. I'm always studying um, and I guess making soundscapes and, and things like that is something I'm really interested in, in creating more of purely because I just think it's fun. And I admire all of my friends that, that are musicians. Um, uh, at the moment, I work a lot with uh, Varian, who is a beautiful soul, um, who I just connect with uh so vividly she we have like a, a few minute conversation and then she'll come back to me with uh beautiful work that just it's like it was always there um yeah there's uh it's it's really fun i, I love collaborating with people this uh 
the last few years has taught me really how to savor that, whereas I might have been a bit defensive of it in the past. Yeah, and, and crypto art, the crypto art space is, is really is the space to do that. I, I don't know if there was ever like a more welcoming space for um, collaborations. But yes, he's an eternal experimenter. He's always experimenting with um, something. So I had a question plan for you asking you, like, what are you playing? Like, what are you experimenting with right now? But I think that pretty much you answered. Uh, is there anything that you want to add? that we don't know about? Um, yeah, I mean, um, there are, you know, like I just spent a bit talking about the VR worlds that are coming and, and some of the themes uh, and my thinking behind what that work is. Um, but yeah, maybe, uh, you know, like if I could describe uh, welcoming people into an empty room and having those people have a finite amount of time to exist in that space uh, and then capture them. Um, maybe that would be a cool thing to think about. Um, <laughs> and maybe what I would do around that space as time progresses would be uh, a pretty interesting project um, that I may or may not be working on. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, do you have any curiosity? Q, I don't know. Curiosity. Curiosities. That you want to ask Giants one. <laughs> um, well, on the experimental front, it sounds where you're, you know, you're talking about working on the sonic aspect. You obviously have the visual aspect. <clears throat> All this is kind of leading you to total creative control over whatever project. Is that an ultimate? goal is that something you want or you know you just want to be informed about all the aspects because collaborations can yield you know rich fruits but at the same time having <clears throat> sorry total creative control over every aspect really gives you a lot of uh, gives you all the freedom yeah that's um that's a really good question because i i agree i think collaboration is a really delicate progress that can go uh, process that can it can go sour really quickly too if you engage with the wrong uh just the wrong personality you know um and for me i'm learning from a place where it wasn't that long ago that i was in a uh in my study with a whole bunch of boxes that hadn't been unpacked from moving you know like i was on my own um i wasn't part of a melbourne community here in australia um, and I wasn't part of a crypto community either. Um, and in the VR space in the early days, you were on your own. If you look at other VR artists, they all have vastly different portfolio portfolios now because we all ran with it on our own in different ways. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, along that way, I've learned to be really independent, maybe uh, too independent. I know Eleonora knows that very well. <laughs> it's taken it's taken us about a year just to be able to communicate properly because I'm just so uh, I've just had to learn how to communicate with someone about all this. Uh, let alone talk to my audience or create with people. Um, I mentioned earlier I've got a guy um, that's that I'm collaborating with and. Um, you know, like I probably wouldn't been able to do it with him if we weren't friends for a year and a half already, you right. know, like, um, 
So I I think it's incredibly personal when you bring people into your work to collaborate with um, and that it has to be a a really good fit. Um, For me, creative control is important because I feel like I owe people what my vision is, you know? So I like, I'm all, I'm, I'm trying to pick projects that, uh, serve, uh, that promise. Uh, but maybe down the track, you know, I, I, I get my fill and, uh, I start looking to help other people more and, you know, like, I think there's a balance to that to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to, you know, not to be too harsh on yourself. I mean, this is also very virtual. I think that if people had the possibility and the chance to meet at least once, uh, or at least that works for me, like an exchange of like real energy that doesn't really happen on a screen would probably be easier for everyone. But I mean, besides not me, but like even for artists, it's this amazing opportunity that the virtual uh, crypto digital art space gives you. But it is difficult to pick uh, the right people also because there's not the possibility of meeting each other. So it's the biggest um, like uh, chance and it's also probably the biggest problem, I think, at, at, at the same time. It's like online dating, you know? <laughs> yes. yes. It definitely is. It definitely exactly. is. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a bunch of uh, crypto artists that I feel like I know 10 times more uh, after I collaborated with them, even though, you know, like you talk to these people daily anyway, uh, it was only after I worked with certain people that I've really like, okay, I get you now. Like I understand what you're like. Um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of extra effort to, to get to know people in this, uh, in this kind of setting right now. Yeah. But then you also talked about the crypto art community, which is very, I mean, we all know, um, about crypto art community, which is key in the space. Um, and you are um, very active um, in the community. I wanted to ask you just briefly, like if you, where do you think that the space is going? Cause you are very grounded in the community. You've been there for a while. You've been there before all this uh, craziness happened in the past month. Where, where do you think that we're going with the space? Um, this space is definitely maturing slowly. Um, Mm. you know, if you look at how the space has changed in the last year, um, a collecting community has developed its own culture, you know, where early on it was a lot of artists and platforms, uh, shaping what their culture would be. Uh, we see that in how, uh, creators use uh, new platforms all the time um, and how quickly certain expectations are kind of thrust upon them. Uh, we're also, we also see uh, emergent platforms uh, create their own culture as well in recent times. Uh, I think the biggest shift though in our space at the moment is how collector culture has formed, um, how communities are getting together to uh, interpret projects in certain ways. Um, I think you see buying habits uh, are, are drastically different. Um, I know uh, in the early days, uh, additioned work and uh, one-of-one works 
you know, it was the same same communities were engaged in those. Um, but I see these days, for at least for my audience, they're two different two different groups yeah. of people now, and they have completely different habits, uh, and they expect different things too. Um, and and you know, on, and on some platforms, I wouldn't be even I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even know what my one of one works looked like, and they only knew what my edition works looked like, uh, and vice versa too. Um, so it, yeah, it's a very um, it's an interesting time because I think what we're going to see is uh, uh, existing artists like myself will probably hone in on one community, um, and I think new artists coming into the space uh, they're looking to fill the gaps. You know, we see a lot of people coming through. Um, some of the more accessible platforms uh, and then bridging the gap to the market that they actually want to get to. And I think the, uh, that sort of movement's really different. Yeah. Uh, where is it going though? Uh, to answer your question? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, you could it, it change. Like tomorrow morning, it'd be different anyway. But um, yeah, I think, I think we're getting to a point where the language you will breach um, uh, for for people as they come in, you know, like we need to stop explaining what blockchain is uh, for for new people. People just just need to understand by the function of it, you know, like uh, oh, it does this, you know, oh, this is what I own, you know, like uh, as that language develops, I think we'll see uh, the next really big shift. Okay, yeah, very curious to see that. Uh, Giants want. We have um, our last question. If Peter is okay with that, uh, signature question: What is gold dust for you? Um, gold, gold dust for me is is uh, is really movement. I think I um, cherish uh, movement uh, uh, emotionally. I mm. cherish it uh, in my work. Um, it's nothing has stopped moving around me for a while now and at first i thought uh you know like i was in the middle of a storm and things are moving moving around me uh, but i realized that maybe it's me uh, and i really you know yeah i really i really cherish movement for that thanks again for joining us on the mint gold dust podcast giant swan is one of mint gold dust's eight genesis artists and he created a new art piece centered around the theme of gold dust that will premiere at Mint Gold Dust's launch on mintgoldust.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we will catch you soon.